2: Eddie Van Halen here, telling you, keep playing, man. Gotta keep playing. It's the only thing there is. music, man. Keep playing. All right? I want to get myself a drum kit, because I like a song glad all over. By Dave Clark Five. And I wanted to play drums, so I got a paper out. bought a St. George drum kit for $125. And my mom somehow convinced my brother to still do something musically respectable, which is take flamenco guitar lessons. Now, uh, forgive me if my uh, memory or recollection is, is different from, from yours, Hal. <laughs> but all I remember is me going out and, and, and throwing the papers and coming home and he's playing my drums. <laughs> and I'm going, okay, it you know, peeled me a bit in the beginning, you know, and then finally I just said, okay, he's just better than I am. so. I never wanted to play guitar, but I said, okay, go ahead, take my drums, I'll play your damn guitar. Uh,
3: (laughs) uh, uh, You're listening to the Cobras and Fire podcast. This week, we pay our respects to King Edward, Eddie Van Halen.
0: Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, LC, and I'm joined as always with the red and white striped Baco. How are you, sir?
3: You know, for the most part, I'm well. Uh, not really looking forward to today's topic in the sense of that uh, it's sad news, but you know, it's it's. It, I guess it's just worthy just getting into and paying some respect to a guy who had a huge influence on well, you, myself, every band that we've talked about, anybody who's ever picked up a guitar since 1980, at least, right. <laughs> but, uh yeah, we, of course we're talking about um the passing of Eddie Van Halen. He passed away what uh, as we're recording Tuesday. So what was that the, the the sixth or the seventh?
0: Sounds about right. It was either Tuesday or Wednesday.
3: Yeah, in and um and he he'd been battling cancer for boy over a decade. So uh, David LaRoth Roth kind of intimated I don't know recent, <laughs> somewhat recently that things were a little more David dire. Lee Roth. Lee Roth. <laughs> David Lee Roth. Uh, that things were probably a little more dire than I think a lot of people thought at this point, you know, um, because I, I wasn't aware that he was like, like terminally ill. I just knew that, you know, he, he was dealing with cancer off and on. I wasn't even sure. I thought I might've even been in remission at one point. I I remember it. I mean, it came as a shock to me because
0: he's not a guy that you would uh, put in the, um, the dead pool. You know what I mean? Like I, I, if if you said like who's gonna uh, pass away in 2020, and and I remember like I don't know how long it was ago, but and maybe it sounds like you did a lot more research than I did uh, prepping for this. So I remember like a couple of years ago they said something like he had uh, he had tongue cancer, right? Okay, but but he did something and it was kind of like a either he said there was some magic that got rid of it or he it was a really weird inter- interview because he did some like odd procedure or whatever he said like, it's gone it's done i'm cured or do you remember something like that Yeah it
3: was it, it was early 2000s um because i know it was shortly before Dimebag died i couldn't find the actual article but yeah he 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 cut off a it piece Wasn't going go ahead go ahead he, sorry he claimed he cured it by cutting off a piece of his tongue liquefying it and injecting it into his bloodstream
0: That's what it was i knew it was something uh like like uh, you know, just I made this up and it, it's it's cured me. Um, okay, all right, all right, all right. I thought it was more recently when you talked about it, but yeah. So that that so anyway, yeah. And I never heard anything going um, sideways or is nothing. I mean, he's he's not exactly a guy that's in the press. You know what I mean?
3: Right. Yeah. I mean, he he doesn't do a lot of interviews. Period. Um, I did hear. I want to say this year or or sometime last year that he was going to France for some stem cell or some sort of cancer treatment that he couldn't get here. Oh, um, okay. And so I that told me that it was back. Yeah, he's made a lot of kind of weird claims about it. He 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 thinks he got it from sucking on metal picks because <laughs> uh, not not the two packs a day that he was smoking for twenty years. That's you what know. I was say. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He's he's a bit of I think he's a bit of a smoking denier. I mean, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. I mean, that's he's definitely had some health issues over the time over t- over time. But um, yeah, I just didn't know if. How you want to do this? If you want to talk about our our connection with Van Halen in general, if you want to continue with um, what you have,
3: you know, I, I thought it'd just be kind of fun to do kind of a free form talk today. Just kind of let it kind of let our thoughts on, and we'll share. Yeah, you know, I got a lot of stories and anecdotes of Eddie uh, that's cool from over the years that we can share. But yeah, I suppose a good leaping off point would be you know where uh, his music came in to our life. I thought it was interesting to find out that Van Halen was the first. Uh, group that you owned everything by, like you, uh, you completed their.
0: Oh yeah. Well, part of it was, it was pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like at that, like I got into, uh, my first one that I owned and they owned on vinyl in 1988 because I had just purchased a turntable, um, which took me another, what, 30 years to buy a second one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but my point is I got that cause I was like, I'd been to this place called Vaughn's records and I, I did the math and I looked at everything, and at the time, you know, vinyl was, you know, they were just trying to get rid of it. So the used section, you would get, like, $3 albums versus, what, 10 bucks for tape sometimes for new releases? For new, know, for yeah. Eight bucks, yeah. 8 bucks and stuff like that. So I was like, all right. And I just um, got OU812, and so I thought, it's all right, you know. Um, and then I just went and got all of them, like, within, like, a, a week or two. And just mm. devoured them and loved them because they were they were similar to kiss and the fact that they always left you wanting more and i mean because my attention span was was you know they were all like a half hour 35 minutes and i loved it and uh yeah that was the first one because it was like six or seven albums at that point
3: you know oddly their vinyl is hard to track down and i say oddly because there's you know from seven they their first record came out in 78 that is prime vinyl time um, that's one you can still get pretty easily, but, but most of the other ones, even before CD really took over or even cassette, because cassette, huh. cassette and vinyl were were pretty, you know, selling kind of equally at the same time. Okay. Well, if, again, you're looking at it like only your little world or your friends and their paper routes with right. the cassettes. that's, that's all yeah. that matters. Yeah. It's always my vision. Yeah, exactly. No, the, the numbers are there. They, they, it uh, It wasn't like by 92... Where CD was ba- basically albums were not coming out on vinyl. My point is sure. most of their stuff, there are millions of copies on vinyl out there. and But that kind of shows you the power of kind of hard rock more than anything to me is that like that is the, the hardest stuff to find in used record stores. You can get, you know, all sorts of like R&B and country. But, you know, it's if you're looking for specific bands or artists that are hard rock or metal, that stuff doesn't really get brought back in. You know what I mean? uh and i I don't mean because of his death it's probably harder to get it now it will be for a little bit but uh i had been just trying to find some uh, i have the first record on vinyl and the only thing i found but i've had that for decades i just i bought in the last year uh 5150 but that's the only thing i've even seen so
0: yeah if if you um well i have a place you can get them remember that craigslist guy um (laughs) that i almost got (laughs) raped from in his basement i don't think he had any van halen left oh no he had tons oh why didn't you clean him out I did. Mm. I took every single Van Halen that, that he had. Um, that was like four or five albums. I, I So I actually do have some original ones or whatever. But my point is, is I'll tell you another, you talk about like the power of hard rock and like not getting rid of some of your stuff. So you know, as I love to purge, mm-hmm. you know, we've never really talked about Van Halen that much, but these have survived since basically college. Oh, so nice. they the, the whole collection... Um, well, I should say that Van Halen 3, <laughs> I purchased that one. And uh, and I never liked Balance. But besides those two, I've got them all, and they survived. So there you go.
3: I don't see a right here, right now in that pile. <laughs> um, I got rid of that one, too, but I did buy it. You know, that, that <laughs> I one, just um, bought that for the first time. I was at half price. I'm sorry. Once. I'm eh, sorry. It was $4. Okay. I'm like, ah, fuck it. Yeah. Uh, I remember
0: I remember that 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 I was like, Man, "This just doesn't sound that good. And then I remember hearing that they re recorded like
3: every single part of it or something yeah, like that. I uh the artwork is not very inspiring. It's like who, no. who this is this actually a concert or is somebody's front yard yard sale? I can't What I don't even know what that was. It was like Jesus or something, right? Yeah, it's like uh, some kind I of statue right? in a I don't know. It's a little too arty for Van Halen, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I'm not like sure that. when I would have had my full collection or would have been up to current. Probably, oh man, I had a buddy uh, who uh, basically uh, I, I was able to fill my cassette rack with uh, his old cassettes when he decided to become more punk. Um, and so he had a lot of Van Halen, and, and I, I'm pretty sure I got most of his. Uh, but I didn't, boy, I, yeah, that, this is a good point. It was well into the 90s before I got fair warning. Um sure. and that probably would have been the last one that I that I owned other than like anything that came out new after that point but up to that point I'd never really liked that record that much so that was never one that I wanted to felt the need to buy you know money was tight yep. most of my life oh, so I should say too Diver Down gone. No mm. that was a, that was my fair warning. Yeah Diver Down isn't very good either. Um but you know the thing is that both those records have some monster fucking tracks that's uh Oh absolutely that's kind of the the definition of the the roth era stuff you know i i think uh they go kind of the the peaks are lower on on the sammy stuff but they're a little more consistent uh and that's probably because of sammy's approach to songwriting whereas dave is kind of more all over the place but yeah the the i mean even eddie's guitar tone like when i think of van halen and what what they sound like i'm my mind is going to the 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 Rothier stuff. Uh yep. there's some great great guitar playing throughout his career, but that is really the that's the zone man. Um you know, and and fuck you Ted Templeton for sticking him in one speaker for uh <laughs> six records <laughs> or whatever. I kind of like it.
0: Uh, uh unless like we've talked about if you're
3: if you're yeah, speaker goes, your on, speaker your, goes out in your car or you, you, the wrong was- earbud falls out when you're jogging. Yeah, that was like a revelation, though. Um, when I was
0: messing with the balance on my my uh, like my dad's stereo at one point, like I was just messing with it, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, loose loose Senior with his uh, uh, what's to say Harman Kardon uh, system, yeah,
3: changes every time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but anyway, let the so, tubes warm up. But, <laughs> yes, exactly. Be careful with the needle. That's that's a that's a, a Google Phonic system. Mm. Um, anyway, so but. But when I did that, I was like, "What?" And I was like, "This has to be just this song." Oh, it's every song.
2: <laughs>
0: Very I don't odd, it at all? Yeah, no. But uh, somehow it works.
3: And it's kind of like a uh, like a uh, a retarded version of uh, of Mono. Uh, is, <laughs> and who is the guy that the big time producer that loved Mono? Uh, he went nuts and killed uh, a woman. Uh, Phil Spector. Like, sure. like into the seventies, he's like pushing mono, and uh, and there are those purists that want to hear those early Beatles records in mono. But they why were, they were recorded in mono, so I kind of get that. Maybe there's there's something to that, but uh, man, I don't know. Stereo was a pretty obvious uh, uh switch to make. I don't know.
0: I'll I'll make my point that uh, unlike you, I actually do like the separation how it is. Mm-hmm. I think it's very unique. I enjoy it in my ear ear holes.
3: Especially on headphones. Anyway, but it's it's way worse on headphones. Oh, I love it on headphones. uh,
0: So yeah. Anyway, um, so I'll I'll, I'll also reinforce this. By the way, people, this is
3: the same guy who the first, the very first episode I edited. I did a, uh, a, a studio trick that I learned through over the years that if you slightly pan talking or singing, it actually enhances it, and it really works when you got like a podcast. You noticed it right away and complained about it. And then I'm like, dude, listen to it a little bit. Yeah. And that was like 18% each way. You know, I was, yeah. yeah. But you I'm a, I'm a, want the fucking lead instrument on a song jammed into one ear. Come on, Paul only for band.
0: Only for, well, maybe I've been, uh, you know. Um, what do you got Stockholm syndrome? Do maybe we know I'm just that,
3: you know, do we, I've just been conditioned to it. Do we, do we know which ear of Paul Stanley's is fucked up? Maybe like, uh, the reason he didn't <laughs> like, like maybe for years, he never actually heard Eddie play.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's true. He's like, he's like, well, I don't know what the big deal about this. All this is bass and drums, no vocals. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Everybody but, says his guitar player is so good. When does he start? Oh, he yeah, had to hate well, Eruption. Oh, my God. It was just nothing. <laughs> 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 I don't, that's the only one that's in both. Right, both, no, uh, to, both would that, that, wouldn't that be
0: funny, though, if it was just one speaker for that track?
3: <laughs> it would be just as stupid as doing it for an entire song. Oh, my God. Uh, calm down. Anyway. No! Uh,
0: <laughs> but... But yeah, but but I'll reinforce the fact that as soon as I heard, um, and by the way, at first, but my news source is Baco because mm. uh, as soon as he passed away, you must have like the the lifeline um, connection or whatever because it was instantaneous that that uh, that I knew about it. But no, my point is, as soon as as soon as that happened, the first thing I thought of, and I'm not a like I think we've gone over this. I like Sammy Hagar, mm. I like both eras, but the first thing I thought of was the Roth era. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like so that's yeah from the Eddie that that I guess that he definitely had flourishes to everything both eras but that's the one I think of first I think everybody does right yeah yeah so I just want to share my thoughts a little bit on Van Halen as far as I think they're viewed uniquely in culture and what I mean by that perfectly rated oh they are absolutely perfectly (laughs) rated but um, oh I'm sorry I I, I didn't mean to say that Baco I I know I'm not allowed I lost my card they're coming to get you okay anyway but uh, <laughs> they're one of these bands that, that even though I would say that they rock as much as or more than a lot of their contemporaries, let's just call it hair metal era or Aerosmith or whatever you want to say. I mean, they they definitely have some 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 ripping songs, but they're looked at as, I guess, safe. They're not dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're not like they don't have that. That that hard rock metal look—they're just kind of fun, you know what I mean? And and somehow that gets them. I'm not, I'm not talking about '84 and Jump and stuff like that, but but in general, like normally, you know, Panama doesn't exactly fit. Like I mentioned on on a a, a different kind of station that would play like John Cougar, Mellencamp at the time, or or uh, or Madonna, or whatever. But there it would be. So that's mm-hmm. I don't know. They always just seem like that to me. They're always like a summer band. I've mentioned that before. Uh, I think you had a nice perspective of kind of their color of. What was it, green or, or something well, like Eddie that? Well, Eddie called his guitar sound?
3: tone the brown sound, but it always sounded oh. blue to me. But. Okay,
0: I don't know. I just think of it as, as like, if I'm thinking colors green because summer and, and things like that. But um, I don't know. I, I didn't know if you had any thoughts about that. But it's, it's like they, they kind of fall outside that hard rock, I think, kind of uh, zone from, from a sure, big perspective. Sure,
3: yeah, they're more broad-based, and that's one of the, the great things about Eddie is... Um, There is not a probably more revered guitarist across every genre. There you You go. You know, I mean, because even guys like Steve Vai or Joe Satriani, there are haters. And now there is a hand, I've heard a handful of people um, as fans not really dig maybe Eddie Van Halen or, oh, he's overrated, that kind of shit. But um, I do think that, like, if you talk to musicians of all sorts, like he is basically just revered pretty much 100%. Uh, but uh, to your point, I do think, you know, it's almost like Van Halen is is, is like the band that you listen to in, in that, like they represent, I should say, not necessarily, this is the only time you listen to it, but th- that vibe of the Roth era stuff is like from 17 to 22 before you're doing anything serious, basically the late high school, college years. You know, and where you're slamming six packs of beer in a parking lot, you are you're getting together with friends to stand in line to get concert tickets. It's a big deal. It's Damone in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, you know, fucking scalping tickets like, come on, baby. You know, uh, and, and, and that kind of party ethos is just all through that that original stuff. Uh, it's it changed dynamically as far as like the message, I think, with Sammy. I, I think anybody would agree with that. Um but, yeah, so they do kind of epitomize that parking lot concert band to me. You know what I mean? Not like sure. the, they're not in the parking lot, but that, that vibe that, that this is an event that I'm all fired up for and I don't have a right. house payment. I don't have kids. I'm just going to get hammered and fuck that check. You know what I mean? That was Wow, that's, that's the, eloquent. Yeah. Um,
0: if I could jump in here for a moment. <laughs>
3: For that, but
0: uh, but no, I' say I, it is definitely a party band. It makes you if you're drinking, it kind of makes you drink more mm-hmm. um, and, and the sound you got uh, makes you drive faster. And, um, and I think I mentioned this uh, like on the page or anything like that. I, I realistically think it was my first rock boner, and I was like nine years old, which mm-hmm. is pretty impressive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like uh, eh, whatever. but that's the, the, when I first heard Panama. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. was kind of like it was one of those bands that was there, and it took years later for me to get into really hard rock and general. But there was something I was like, I like this song. There's something about these elements mm-hmm. that will come back later and make me do a podcast in my 40s.
3: I don't. I th- did that come out before uh, "Hot for Teacher" as, as a single. I don't know what order, but that was the one that was played on the radio. One of those. Well, they're the, both played on the radio a ton. Um, I, I mean,
0: I, I know I'm saying that that's probably the the one that was played more than the two, at least on the radio station that I would hmm. listen to. Um, and and there's an example too. Like you can hear. I think I've heard "Hot for Teacher," which is not a soft rock song with a double bass and every, or whatever or however the drums are done at like Applebee's
3: or California Pizza Kitchen. Yeah, like in the
0: background. Well, it, th- it a lot of that
3: stuff has changed, but. Uh...
0: No, no, I'm talking about now. I'm talking about last year. It's like, why is this song on here?
3: I'm talking about that, yeah. I'm saying, like, in the last 15 years, shit you would never hear in a restaurant you're hearing now. No, I that's I mean, fair. when did the first kids bop come out? They they do basically inappropriate songs for children to sing, <laughs> singing them.
0: Sure. Uh, no, I get what you're saying. But, I mean, like, uh, what what do you hear in the background where you're getting hammered on uh, um, uh, those, uh,
3: what, margaritas at Applebee's? You know, I don't recall there being a lot of music in Applebee's, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right. But the reason I was asking, either one of those, because I, you know, I knew who Van Halen was obviously, and Jump was a huge hit, and my stepbrother uh, bought that record, but I never really him and I didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things, and music was one of them. So with the fact that he liked Van Halen probably stunted my my enjoyment of them. Uh, right. But it was either Panama or Hot for Teacher, when it, whichever one of those came out first. I was like, okay, this this is this I get into it. I probably prefer Panama, but they're. They're both pretty unique tunes, and um, th- that's still one of my favorite Van Halen records. I, I didn't, you know, it's kind of like a, a lot of things I'm finding out doing this podcast, that there are people who actually don't like that album. You know what I'm like? Uh, I just that's, don't get it.
0: I, yeah, it, it's very odd, because it's it's not like it's a, it's, besides All um, Wait and Jump and the intro, There's uh, is there any keyboards anywhere else besides those three songs?
3: Uh, no well, any... you, oh, so you think it's a keyboard thing and not a, uh, um.
0: I mean, how, else, how are you going to hate House? I mean, I remember hearing House for Pain. Like, this sounds, Jesus, this sounds evil. It is a, just a badass riff. And that thing sat around for, like, since their their early demos. I'm like, how did you not put this song on earlier?
3: I, the, uh, the the thing that those haters will always bring up is the worst track, too, is the best song, Top Jimmy. Just like, it's okay. Eh.
0: I don't hate it. I don't hate it, but um, drop dead legs is, mm-hmm. is another boner material and stuff like that. Yeah,
3: there's and a great I, part in that. And I think we covered it in an episode a while back. But uh,
0: and there's there's an example too with um, all weight is the guitar solo from I mean, <laughs> hey, the guitar solo from Eddie is really good, but it's it's like one of those things that elevates the song and fits perfectly without just here we got to throw this hard rock guitar solo in here on top of this to make sure that the that the kids don't think we're wimping out with these keyboards.
3: Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um. Yeah, it, it, even that, look at that. I, I think it kind of showcases Eddie was really more about the music than than necessarily one thing or the all this kind of stuff. It just seemed like he was just driven to create because apparently Jumpy had had a while too, but he just didn't want to bring it to the band or when he did... I've heard different stories from him, you know, uh, that they would like, no, no, what else you got? We got to get guitars in it. So the the legend is that when the time came to to bring music to the table, he said, this is all I have, and it was Jump, and that forced them to to work on it. So I don't know how true that is, but it's a nice story anyway. But, yeah. the you know, he would go on to incorporate keyboards a lot from that point on, and maybe that's why some of these uh, Roth loyalists get so butthurt about Sammy, but, you know, and you gotta admit though, if 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 you look at David LaRoth, especially during this time, he's about as cool looking as you get. And Sammy, not always. Uh Sammy wore, you know, like basically pajama pants. <laughs> had had his hair cut to a bob, a shoulder length bob, you know. And Oh
0: my god. I was like when I first saw that guy, and uh whatever that con without a net and they would just clip mm-hmm. bits of it and put it on MTV or whatever, I'm like what is this guy wearing? It was like a yellow <laughs> suit or something like that. And looks it looks like, comfortable. This is the guy? Huh? <laughs> he looks comfortable. Oh, he definitely looks comfortable, yeah. I mean, you can... Uh, it doesn't matter if you have bloat that day. Um, but but the point is is that they, they did that silly 5150, uh, or what is it, the Best of Both Worlds dance, too. And
3: oh, was right, like, What yeah. is
0: going on with my this band? But yeah, he definitely looked that was the whole thing like i was i was a huge raw fan too obviously you know with a just a gigolo and all that stuff kind of just i was like this is the coolest guy and the coolest band in the world when i was you know that age
3: it um so, you mentioned the well the the fifty one fifty i they kind of that was the name of his recording studio too. Uh, yep. So yep. you know, kind of a la Prince, uh, he had the same kind of drive to like, I have to be able to go do this when you know, once I once he had the means to basically build his own studio, he did because he's like, I want to just be able to walk out my front door and go do what I do and have it there the whole time. Have you ever seen any pictures or video of Fifty of One Fifty? Because I was asking, I was, I was. Getting ready no. for this, I was thinking, um, I wonder if they're going to do kind of what they did with Paisley Park, kind of t- uh, tourist thing. Um, they would have to clean it up quite a bit. It's a fucking shithole. Uh, he is not... Uh, do you, did, you, did you ever get that um, that Greatest Tits CD with the two new Dave songs on it? Yeah. Okay, did you ever see that inside picture? I don't recall it. Oh, uh, there's just like, it's like basically <laughs> the, 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 uh, the cable board where basically you plug in all the mics that go into the wall. And that right. on the other side is the console. It's just a mess of it's like there's no rhyme or reason. And I could just you know, you imagine like Eddie down there kind of pulling one out, sticking one in, taking it you know like moving them around all over with a cigarette in his mouth. And um, yeah. but it's, no, it
0: sounded sounded like a, a mess from reading Red. You kind of described it as that, <laughs> uh, and Sammy that kind of described it. But like uh, and that's the thing too is that besides just his amazing guitar playing, as, is, is Eddie was always known as very easy to work with.
3: <laughs> uh yeah i mean i i honestly uh i, I didn't hear a lot of horror stories he, he jammed with a lot of people uh fred durst from limp biscuit but uh i don't know did you hear that story recently
0: yeah you you, you touched on that one
3: episode yeah okay where he, <laughs> and he showed up with a gun yeah he's like i couldn't tell if he was perturbed because he was like newly sober and they were drinking or if he's like i thought we were gonna fucking jam not fucking have a kegger um, right. But yeah, the, so back to 5150, though, they have a. It's like a, I don't know, it, maybe 10 feet high. It's just a wall filled with the uh, recording tape. And he said that they had a Radio Shack computer that they had like some. This is like in the late 80s. Uh, sure. That they had uh, like a file that explained what was on each tape and it crapped out and they weren't able to resave it. So now mm. there's basically. And now I think they, Wolfie has. Taken on the task of going through it over the years, but uh, yeah, you, you basically have to go through and listen to each one to find out what the fuck's on them. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're if you're gonna make sure you're backing up all your information, it's gonna be on a Radio Shack computer. It's right. easy to safest <laughs> safest bet. Well, um, I, I did, like that I part hear, of the
3: story yeah. though. That that's the way Eddie approached things. It's you know, not so much like like. Well, he would destroy. Like he built his first guitar. I think I shared this with you uh, when a couple days ago. But like like. So that Frankenstrat, the one that the, the most famous one of his, you know, sure. he basically got pieces at a local whatever. Uh, I don't know if it was uh, Jackson or Kramer, one of those places. Uh, maybe it was even the Fender place. I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I'm misquoting. But it, the manufacturing company was throwing away the the body because it had a defect in it. So he, he got that for cheap and he bought a neck. But then he like just took a chisel because he couldn't fit the pickup he wanted in it. He, he wanted a humbucker pickup, not the single coils like Fenders have. He just fucking chisels it out, and and then if you look at it, like that thing is basically just like wood screwed into the damn body. Uh, the pickups itself, like he thought they were kind of uh, rumbling too much, so he dipped them in wax to kind of hold it in place. But the first couple times he did that, he ruined the pickup, so he had to get more pickups until he got the technique of just dipping the fucking pickup in wax right. And he would just continue to like. There's one video of him where he's. They're like, everybody wants to know what this uh, uh, button up here does, and I tell him it's a secret. But the truth is, it doesn't do anything. It's just it was there, and I I took the wires out. Uh, it, 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 to him, it was more like just a like. Oh, I need this to do. I'm just going to cut this off because it's in the way of this pinky when I do this one thing. And I took my first guitar apart, and of course, and I painted it. Uh, and then I put it back together, and it didn't work. And I fucking started crying. Uh,
0: well, because I just got to jump in here. Yeah, I got to jump in here, and I, I haven't understood a single thing you've said the last two minutes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Since I'm not like a guitar
0: player, so just so you know, it's like you're speaking a foreign language. I just I, you're like right now. It's it's almost like I'm watching uh, you know like a <laughs> uh, a kung fu movie. And your your lips are moving, but I'm not understanding the thing you're saying. There's no there's no overdub here.
3: All right, well keep, keep
0: uh, going, please. No, keep going for the other for the for the guitar players. But I'm just letting you know I am I am I am confused as hell. All
3: right, fair enough. But um, my guitar and amp combination it was a three watt amp and a a, oh a, a flying V uh, guitar, some knockoff, played like shit. Um, but it was all I had, and it was it, I got it for fifty dollars. And in Owatana, In 1985, there are not a lot of $50 guitar options, you know what I mean? So not only did I not have 50 bucks... But it wasn't like even if I did, like I'd be able to find another guitar for fifty dollars. So I'm sitting there crying. I take this mangled mess to my dad, and my like, no, dad. And I don't know. God bless him. He figured it out. He got it all wired up for me, and I was back. It was noisy as wow. sh- shit from that point on. But uh, uh, yeah, until that's not what I would
0: have. That's not what move I would have done as a
3: dad. I would have been, let, let me fix
0: it here. <laughs> I'll put it in this trash can, and we're moving on, son. Get a new hobby.
3: <laughs> And if you had heard me play around that time, you probably would have done that <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh but uh so the idea like that is so hard for me to relate to because he was not like some spoiled rich kid just to, I, I couldn't wrap my head around that because he was not like from a wealthy family. These things cost money, and they're they they've gotten cheaper uh historically over the years, but back then, availability and cost were pretty prohibitive, the idea that he's just like. Well, now I don't have a guitar for two weeks. You know, it's just like didn't seem to really phase his his drive to get in and, and learn more. But you know, that was a big part of who he was and how he crafted just not you know his playing style, his sound. He he, he took credit for tablature being written. Now, do you do you know what tablature is? Of course, yeah. Well, you didn't know what a guitar pickup was, so I don't Well, I I did, <laughs> I, did I did I I uh, you know I I uh,
0: uh, what do you call it that. The, on the bass, mm, from oh the,
3: gotcha that. um I don't know that it was him specifically, but there there's just a lot of things in the guitar that you can't there was really no sheet music note for a bend or a hammer on or a pull off or something like that, or sure. or, or even a, a proper trill, so you'd have to you know. I don't know. I think that was coming regardless. You know, it just makes a lot of sense. Um, but he says it was done because nobody could write music for the stuff he was playing. I'm like, well, that's true for a lot of people prior to that. I mean, that would be true of shit Jimi Hendrix did. So, or, Right, right. You know, so.
0: Understood. Yeah, it was good. And definitely a lot of his technique was because he was classically trained.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was some classical training. Are you not aware?
0: Well, I I know that that uh, from his dad and his mm-hmm. was, were weren't both of his parents just like that was their living or no?
3: Yeah, I can't remember the backstory and his father. His dad definitely did something uh, that that made money musically. It was to he had a job as well, but he you know would make extra money on the weekends as a musician. But they moved yeah. to America loose with a piano and fifty bucks, and landed mm-hmm. in Pasadena somehow. I gotta tell you, that's not the easiest thing to move. If you're gonna only take one thing,
0: yeah. Was that yeah. grand, grand grand piano too? It's like, yeah, we have no, no I'm luggage, sure it but we old have fucking a
3: fucking stand up ones, you know. It... <laughs> I think that they could have just sold
0: that and bought a new one. That's that doesn't sound like a good plan.
3: Have just, you ever just, moved yeah. one of those, by the way? I
0: no, and I no. I have. That, okay, that's, it's not easy. That's no. my point. I'll never do it again. I, it's dead. Okay, well, it's good to know. Anyway, I think that was very bad planning. They could have scooped one up from a pawn shop when
3: they were. Uh, at the uh, you know, there is um, there's an interview from like 2017 I shared where he's doing kind of like q and A, Q&A and it's it's really cool. It's a lot of old stories kind of rehashed, but it's him later in life. He doesn't like you said. You mentioned it that he doesn't do a lot of press. Um and he gets into a lot of really cool cool like nuggets about his history talking about his, you know how he was originally the drummer and Alex was the guitar player right um that that kind of stuff and he gets into like his dad's background and uh, I don't know it, it's uh it's definitely out there um uh, like a, I can probably we can probably share a link somewhere on the Facebook page if you want to check it out uh, I, I believe I already did but if not I'll I'll put it up there but yeah it's it's about I don't know forty minutes of Eddie talking and and it's it's kind of a cool little little setup No, it's it's all softball questions and you know but you know at this it was what it was you know it was just kind of neat
0: yeah there's that and there's this very odd and I can't remember I don't know if it was in 2015 or if it was the first time they did a reunion when when uh, Roth was interviewing Eddie and Alex and yeah uh, he those was were doing weird. It like that like it, it was he do he was doing it like an interviewer that's never met them before mm-hmm. and they both they both look kind of annoyed like I don't know who commissioned or if it was the label label that wanted them to do this but it was just very odd and uncomfortable it just kind of highlighted the relationship they've always had yeah this you know what i mean it was just
3: it is weird um, i mean yeah i'm with you i i don't think um i don't think they 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 suddenly found love for each other uh on the reunion but i think they just found a way to work together but uh right that that said uh I, i think it's odd because when it came to like certain things Eddie could just come off as so fucking petty um right. with like uh I remember like on the 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 last tour they did with with uh Sammy you know him being complaining uh, that Sammy's out there d- trying to sell hot sauce or or no Michael was selling hot sauce and Sammy's selling tequila and you know they're using Van Halen to do it and I'm like well they're kind of their own name at this point. They they didn't, like, join Van Halen as a nobody and then say, and by the way, I also have this hot sauce. You right. know, th- these, these products were out there, and I don't know. It just seemed like th- that was a really dumb reason to, like, get rid of those guys. You know, um, and even with— I, I just want to jump in about
0: the hot sauce thing. What was the deal? Where for like last decade or fifteen years, when every single rock guy is like, you know what, I'm <laughs> gonna get into the hot, I'm gonna get into the hot sauce business. Do you know how many bottles of hot sauce you have to sell to actually make a decent amount of money? And it's they're usually almost exclusively available like online. They're not in any stores, or they sell them at their gigs and stuff like that. I, I just found it amusing. They're like, yeah, man. We can really kill it with this
3: hot sauce. There's this uh, in store like... in the Mall of America that only sells hot sauce, and they're always available there. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, you mean uh, the, the, their brand? Yeah, I, oh, I've, yeah. Oh, I've gotten that's a, a common Christmas gift that Baco gets. Is, all right, fine. Maybe there's a. No, no, huge... your, your point is valid. I'm making a joke. Ju- yeah, you know, we, yeah all, all you have to do, Luce, is fucking head down to Southwest Airlines, buy oh, a ticket, okay. fly into yeah, the Mall gotcha. of America. Okay. It's on the th- uh, second level by the
0: Rotunda. Understood. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think there's any. I think part of it, too, is that there's no
3: shelf life for hot sauce. I I think most of these are probably just licensing deals. I, I get it. Yeah, it's but just well, they're just getting money flat out, and the company making the sauce is probably just doing it. But, yeah, I. it, it was weird how many there were, because, like I said, it's a, it's a good gift item for someone who does no idea what to get me. The, here's Zach Wilde's hot sauce. Yeah and here's yeah, the weird thing is that there really isn't I don't know. It's kind of like you beer snobs who think, oh, man, here's, there's really only four flavors of beer if you think about it. Uh, there really isn't a lot you can do. It's either hotter than the one or not as hot. It's like... it's <laughs> <laughs> right. It is true. I have not yeah. had a hot sauce that was like, eh. You know, one that that isn't really a sauce, though, is that... Uh, God, we're getting too much into hot sauce here. Now, what's no, it no. no. The, this the is, this the is the what people on are it? here for. What's the one with the hen on it? It's It's a fucking popular one. I'm just... Uh, cock sauce,
0: Crap. That's, that's the that's the uh, oh that's not sriracha, bro.
3: sriracha. Now that has a, a very unique flavor compared to yeah. like you know. I don't consider your No, that's not hot sauce. Yeah, okay. That's a different category. All right, yeah, you, you I would say so it's almost like ketchup. It's like hot ketchup. You know.
0: Yes, that's right. Again, it's called cock sauce. Cock sauce. That's the yes. nickname for it.
3: Anyway, but um, well, yeah, that is kind of weird how like because even Stephen Piercy had it. I think. <laughs> I'm telling you,
0: it's it's that now. It's coffee. It's going to be tea, and uh, I don't know. Um Adult diapers. At some point, they'll market. I mean, if you think about it, if you bought a whole di- band's discography, all you're left for buying stuff is tickets and hot sauce. You got to keep purchasing. Yeah,
3: I guess, man. That's a, You think they've sold more hot sauce since uh, the lockdown? Like, oh well, I can't buy tickets. I'm gonna go get some fucking Mad Anthony hot sauce. <laughs> what else can I spend my money on? Well <laughs> I mean, like Sammy Hager, like he he does that Cabo Wabo tequila, and that seemed kind of like a natural, organic thing that he got into. Great tequila, by the way. But then he sells it, makes a shit ton of money, and then he he comes out with like the Gene Simmons version of alcohol. Sammy Hagar martini rum. Garbage, that one. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm not a rum drinker, so. Or it's rum, right? Pretty sure. It doesn't have like an 18 word name, too. Like Sammy Hagar relaxing on the beach with toes in his sand (laughs) bump.
0: Sammy Hagar is drinking uh, his hand,
3: got his toes in the sand, and all he needs is some bum 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 rum. No, I think
0: I think it, it accompanied that terrible. Um, I think it actually did come out on that one time when he tried to be Jimmy Jimmy Buffett. Do you remember that album? Like uh, oh. like five or six years ago. Oh, yeah. No, it came out at the same time. It was like okay. a, a combo deal.
3: Oh, what so. was that? Living on a.
0: I don't know. I did a review for it. I did a review for it, yeah, yeah. I, I a review for it on Despicable Geek. It was like th- I didn't even get to
3: three or four good songs in that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, back to the back to Eddie.
3: Eddie. Uh, you realize uh, Ian Wadley kills a, a a child every time we talk about Sammy Hagar. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I mean, it's but it's 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 worth it. I think.
0: <laughs> you know, we have to respect. We have to respect the Hagar. Uh,
3: you know, there's one story I, I want to share that I think kind of epitomizes Eddie as as not just a person but as a musician. I've shared it on the, the show before, but I wanted to go back to it. Uh it's it's easily my favorite uh story that I've ever heard. And it comes from uh Hartley Peavy who was the uh the founder founder of PV Amps. Basically Eddie wanted the, the, the cabinets for you That's the wood box with the speakers in it that the guitar sound comes out of. Yeah, it's where I put my hot sauce in the okay, kitchen. Exactly. Uh he wanted it to be made out of Baltic birch which they agreed to, but apparently this is mm. expensive wood. And so they send Eddie the, the prototype, right? And the first thing Eddie does is rip the whole thing apart, and he finds inside this Baltic birch cabinet is like these little like uh, uh, pieces of plywood that are uh, are uh, particle board that are basically just used as like uh, like joists, you know, like they're basically just kind of to add some support in there, you know. Um, and he, he calls him up and he's like, "What the hell is this? I thought we agreed." And he's like, "Well, these are just these little pieces meant to stabilize the cabinet that." He's like, it's going to affect the sound. And and he's like, well, for th- 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 cost reasons, we would save X amount of dollars if we just use these little pieces in there like that. And he's like, nope, it has to be this. He's like, I'll tell you what, Eddie, I'll make 16 cabinets. I'm going to do one the way you want it, and the other 15 are going to be th- what you got there. If you can tell me which one it is, then we'll do what you do. So... He sets it all up. Eddie flies out, flies in to, to do it, and he plugs in. He fucking, this is his words. I should actually, that. the cabinets are built. Eddie comes back to the factory, plugs in, and lets just one blistering high sustained note rip and vibrate until it dies out. Then he unplugs and goes to the next one all the way down the line until he gets to the one and lets that note rip and goes, that one. And, it, <laughs> and of course he's right, or there wouldn't be a story. And the fact yeah. that you know that's coming from the manufacturer of the amp and not Eddie telling this story himself. Right. Adds some believability to some of the bullshit that's come out of his mouth, man. Yeah, no, I I, I hear ya.
0: Um that's a cool story. That they, they um That's a pretty fine ear. Damn straight. He's got two good ones. Yeah. <laughs> also, <clears throat> but you know, this is not the man dies and trashing Eddie Van Halen uh episode but to go over you know to be fair he had everything um you know i I, like you said for petty and things like that i forget exactly on that note real quick yeah go ahead
3: because on the opposite end of petty he could also be one of the most generous people out there uh there's tons of stories like you know where basically they took allison chains out on their first tour and uh he he struck up a relationship with uh jerry uh, Jerry Cantrell from Alice in Chains. After the tour, Jerry comes home and his garage is filled with brand new Eddie Van Halen gear. You know, thousands of dollars of guitars and amps and stuff. Uh, uh, he's you know played with so many people. I mean, he you know he, when Valerie Bertinelli was in Saturday Night Live, he just sat in with the band. You know, and it was just he would just kind of do these kind of cool things like that. He he um that that yellow and black bumblebee guitar. Uh you know the yellow and black stripe one, you know what I'm talking about? Uh I think it's on the first mm-hmm. co- album cover. Uh that was buried with Dimebag. The fact that he just brings that down there and says put it in the coffin, you know? Uh, oh, that's cool. I did not know that. He just Inside had of- this like very open like he embraced all music and 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 wanted everything in there and so Yeah, I, I know that <clears throat> I believe that was one of two kiss casket sold too. (laughs) you think they sold you think gene sent a bill (laughs) that would that be great (laughs) they get an invoice 30 day net vinnie paul's got an invoice (laughs) (laughs) like i ain't paying it anyway
0: um but uh yeah that's cool um and then there's another end of it was the uh the fact that in that interview, I think it was in Rolling Stone, like maybe five years ago, I don't remember exactly, but it had to do with the fact that he claims that Michael Anthony could never play um, yeah. in the band. Like he had to teach him all this stuff, and I'm like, that makes zero sense. I don't know where you would have that that perspective. And obviously, in Chickenfoot, he seems to be able to play pretty decent live <laughs> and stuff like that. I'm it like,
3: comes yeah. off like when Paul talks about Peter not knowing what a yeah. chorus is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And what did they do, they bought him out of of
0: everything. They like give him one. Lump sum and said we're out. You're out for the songwriting and stuff like that. Yeah, something like something that. along but, those uh, lines. Yeah. So definitely had some disagreements within, within the band. Um, but maybe that's what made him so great was that tension.
3: It, and it is weird. The falling out with Michael seemed to come out of nowhere too. And it just right. it, it all it all seems to be tied into like when Van Halen all of a sudden didn't do anything after Van Halen three. Four years later, Michael's hanging out with Sammy, and he's got a fucking issue with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, like you've said, like how can you hate a guy named Sammy? How can you also hate a guy? Hate a guy that's
3: rocked a mullet since nineteen seventy
0: eight? It's amazing. He had the mullet before the mullet.
3: You know, I I, I think uh, Michael Anthony is is a capable bass player, but I do think uh, uh, he is. Doesn't he look more like a guy who who would be like joining a softball league just because there's uh, the bar that sponsors you gives you three free pitchers after every game.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, I think I saw him change. Uh, the, the, I thought I saw his uh, his twin uh, change my oil last week. You know, he he just has that that look, yeah, like this this everyman look. Um, but but I, you know, but I think you said it right too. Is his simplicity of bass playing was perfect for mm, that right. for that for the band though, right? Because you don't want a bunch of uh, uh, who's who's the guy from Billy from, Sheehan. Uh, thank you. You don't want Billy Sheen. All over the place. Well, well, Eddie's trying to do it too. Well, he
3: turned down the offer
0: three times. Don't forget. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know he he also he has a long list of turning down. Offers basically, uh, his LinkedIn must be very busy getting job offers all the time.
3: <laughs> his LinkedIn, Billy LinkedIn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, right now, um, that thing I just said never happened. Also,
0: okay, the Billy uh, Shee. Thanks. That's what we call
3: yeah. getting sheened. <laughs> oh, that's
0: right. You don't want you don't want any false claims. Plus, you know that Stephen Michael's head just exploded with that non fact.
2: Oh God, yeah,
3: yeah. But the, you know, what about his brother Alex? You know, I wonder if this is gonna get him to to step out a little bit i mean he's not that young either so i don't know how much drive he would even have to do something musically but the fact is he never really stepped away from eddie you know what i mean they they were you know inseparable you know even sammy talked about it in his book like those two you know they didn't come to a they didn't walk into a room with a beer they walked into a room with a beer for them and their brother <laughs> you
0: know, like, right and that was it was it was definitely like like it's 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 Alex and it's me. I mean, he even had a son just to replace Michael Anthony.
3: Yeah, and I've always kind of had like a weird thing about family members being in a band together. I've never really dug it. It, The the only thing worse is like a couple, like Pat Benatar and her husband. You know, I mean, I just, I just, it just to me, it's like you're almost sheltering yourself. Like you know, it's just. uh, but hard to hard to argue with the results of some of these combinations, you know. No, I get you. It's it's kind of like Paul McCartney and that that
0: one broad he married, yeah, Linda, van. Linda, and uh, and then uh, Bruce Springsteen and the other uh, the other chick, Patty. You know, it was, yeah, there you go. So thank you for the for the information. But uh, <laughs> that wasn't. Uh, I'm struggling at all. to remember
3: both their last names though.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, uh, something to Springsteen. <laughs> 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 well, I yeah, know I I think, but I remember saying like now it's really Van Halen. You know, now it's all three of us together. I'm like, oh, God, this is just so odd. Yeah. You know,
3: just... yeah. But, um, you know what? whatever. I I have to admit, Wolfie was, by the way, that's where I found out was that I, we follow him on our Cobras on fire Twitter page. Oh. Uh, and that just showed up on the feed and I was like, holy cow. Well, if he's saying it, you know, the, there isn't a whole lot it's of legit fa- fact checking you need to do. No. And you know, I, I lost my father. My, my dad wasn't too much older than Eddie was at that time. Um, you know, and it, it it you want to you know the father son relationship can always kind of get me choked up in movies and shit like that. I had a really strong relationship with my dad, and and you know there there's some personal shit that he went through that that isn't the most uh, glamorous towards the end of his life. But um, I just I, I I have to admit that part of me like really just thought of him as a son who lost a father, you know, and, uh, cause I don't know him, but I don't have any beef. I don't really know anything about other than his time in Van Halen, but, uh, and uh, who is Wolfgang? Is that Amadeus? Yes. Okay. So he was named after him. Yeah. Cause what, what, I've heard Eddie called, uh, he's been called the hard rock Mozart, uh, uh, Eddie.
0: Oh, has he? Then maybe it is Wolfgang, Mark. I don't know. which we'll us just I think move it's, on from this.
3: That relationship is, is, you know, I don't know. It's different for everybody, but to me, fathers and sons is something that it'll always get me a little choked up. So, you know, I, I, my thoughts do kind of go out to Wolfie a little bit. Yeah. And, and you talk about like forming a bond with your son. I mean, he, um, you know,
0: it's kind of like bringing him into the family business or whatever you want, however perspective you want to, want to have, but then you're on the road with your son, you're playing on stage with your son. I mean, I had to, from, from his perspective, they had to really even make it stronger, you know I Me in that part of his life for the last uh, chunk of time. So I, I get it.
3: I, I, I just uh, thought about something while you were talking there. You know, look at Prince um, and, and, and compare the two universes. You know, Prince was very detailed, organized, you know, unique. And then in death, utter chaos. Like, we, you know, we don't really know. There's there a lot of legal fights over who's going to, you know, oversee his estate and all that kind of stuff. It's the exact opposite here. Eddie's fucking creative entity was just a mess. It was all over the place. That's how he worked. You know, right. um and yet smooth transition, it's going to be wolfie heading out the uh, basically anything that goes on the forward with the musical legacy, you know, at least you don't I don't foresee any legal battle with like Valerie getting involved or his current wife. But that's true that um, worked out nice and that that end like so it's like opposite um,
0: <laughs> I, I wonder if we're going to get things kind of like uh, just to throw a ridiculous amount of past past uh uh how do you say it post post pos- posthumous how you say posthumous it? posthumous La Roth. Um, yes, so <laughs> you're going to get a ton ton of of things like like a Tupac, or I'm just trying to think of a, a, a funny version of that, where it's like ten albums worth of stuff, or or or, or it was to throw it back to Prince. Do you think we're gonna get? Because I guess Eddie was just known of. Is throwing riffs together and and, and things like that, or not really complete songs, but do you think they're going to Frankenstein some stuff together that Wolf is going to do something like that? What Uh, is your prediction?
3: I think right now, um, that's going to be when Kanye comes back to music. He's just going to take all these old Eddie like uh, (laughs) songs and just poorly rap over them. Oh, that's pretty good. Or maybe Tupac and Eddie. I mean, there's got to be. Have they squeezed out everything Tupac recorded onto tape? Ah, who knows? That's my point. It's like, uh, I think the Kanye
0: West is going to, album is going to be called Pre- Praise Jesus, uh, music by Eddie Van Halen.
3: <laughs> and it's going to be a porno. You know, I, oh, yeah, oh, let's talk about that real quick. I couldn't find the name of the porno uh, that Eddie did a soundtrack for. Yeah, some friend of his made a porno. And this was like, what, late 90s, mid 2000s, something like that. Uh, <laughs> I, think it, I think it was the 90s. I think I remember hearing about it actually when I was in college or something like that.
0: I, I some article, I'm like, what? It was like, and some random magazine and it said that and like, he, he, it was three songs, like three instrumentals. Can you imagine like watching a, uh, some money shot and then Eddie's just like soloing on top of it.
3: <laughs> I want to know, like, did he watch the movie for musical inspiration? This is what I'm hearing when I'm watching the. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also like, it is a... is like him kind of making grunt sounds with the guitar.
0: <laughs> exactly. I mean, how could not one of those compositions? I mean, it's, it's sad that he already used the, uh, the title Eruption.
3: Uh, yeah. Who knows? Maybe that was uh, inspired by something like that. Or he did Eruption 2. To kind of like
0: fractured mirror whole series
3: well yeah should, should we close out maybe with some comments that, that some of the people had to had uh regard yeah. Yeah. yeah i think we should transition from porn to comments all right um let's see how good i can do here well dave david LaRoth, he uh his, his he just he just went out and he tweeted uh two different pictures of him and eddie and it just said well what a long great trip it's been wolfie tweeted out the news and just kind of had like a breakdown and said thank you you were the best dad ever um, his ex-wife Valerie Burtonelli. I, I thought this was a little weird. She says, "I'm so grateful, Wolfie and I were able to hold you in your last moments. I'll see you in my next life, my love." Uh, only because, like, was he? What he was married again? I don't know how. Look, I, I probably shouldn't read too much into that. I guess is a better way to put that. There's a lot of emoticons too. Yeah, and uh, Alex uh, sent a message to the Van Halen news desk because that's how he gets word out. Um, but uh, that just basically said I'll see you on the other side uh, oh and Trump said uh, crazy Nancy wants to have Van Halen removed from iTunes but I will never let that happen <laughs> okay <laughs> she's a disturbed woman Ms. Pelosi. Yeah, she I can't believe that's her crusade I'm not now. sure who I'm making fun of there her or him but,
0: uh... <laughs> I th- well you were, you were uh, fair and balanced yeah.
2: see
3: <laughs> I, sure what was this. Uh, Gene had a really heartfelt video that he shared it's about 30 seconds that he put out on Twitter um, and he was a little choked up, so. But he uh, he basically just said Eddie was a kind spirit and uh, musical genius, and he managed to compliment somebody without mes- mentioning himself. So. Uh, and
0: he discovered Van Halen.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah. You go. To, I saw somebody post in the Kiss room that I'm like, Jesus, we got to thank Gene, because uh, he, without him, we wouldn't hear Van <laughs> Halen. I'm like. This is like the next I, day too. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Right? It's like, right. right now is the time to fucking go. Don't forget, Gene Simmons is a marketing genius. I, I still remember that story.
0: I think maybe you shared it or 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 whatnot. Uh, you probably posted it, and I reposted it, and then didn't didn't claim that you <laughs> gave the information to me as you want But to it had do. to do with yeah, it had to do with uh, Nick uh, Simmons meeting Eddie at a party, and he said something like, "Please tell your dad to keep." To so stop telling people he discovered us.
3: <laughs> yeah, by the way, we've heard Paul Stanley kind of share his version of that story, which is a little opening. I have never heard a single member of Van Halen or never. anybody relate to them go, yeah, Gene Simmons got us our big break. There's clear acknowledgement that he helped him record some demos, but they've never been like the only person that uses the word discovered is Gene. Well, yeah. n- not just that. But He's also the Edison the- to fucking Tesla. <laughs>
0: what, about the, what about the fact that uh, 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 the more absurd story about that Eddie was going to
3: join Kiss in the <laughs> early 80s? I believe that one to a certain extent. Um, I, I think it was more an off-the-cuff remark of Eddie being frustrated with something that was happening in the band than it was like, yo, Gene, you think I could join Kiss? Boy, that sure would be, that'd be tops." I, I could just see that comment if it wasn't offhand comment that Gene just has a contract ready to go out of his pocket. <laughs> he's just got kind of, a kinda of rolling down like this. Yeah, and then Eddie took one look and was like, I'm not signing that. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like, that that's a shittier deal than Vinny Vincent's <laughs> That's what you offered Vinny
0: Jesus, fuck. Yeah. But um Oh my god, can you imagine if he did join, he'd probably be doing um Those Vinnie Vincent meet and greets, whatever those are at this point would have destroyed his life.
3: (laughs) Anyway. I I, I do want to credit Eddie because I'm pretty sure I started smoking because of him. Uh, Oh, that's great. (laughs) He made, I never made a, I I guess I never did anything look as cool as Eddie, I guess, when it came to playing guitar, but, uh, uh, yeah, no, I, 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 on a personal note, I will say that I, I I mentioned this to, uh, um, someone I was speaking to recently that, uh, uh, no, can you can you
0: put that on pause for a second?
3: Uh, for me, it
0: was uh, Joe Camel, <laughs> <laughs> and a little bit of Spuds McKenzie. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. all that nice, no, that, nice marketing. I'm, I'm a heavy drinker. Yeah. <laughs> oh okay. I'm sorry. That's right. It wasn't cigarettes. I'm getting my uh, my mascots uh, confused on uh, yeah. on child marketing for for alcohol and cigarettes. What a great thing that was during the 80s, huh? Oh, I know. I miss it.
3: Gotta bring that shit back. Yeah, continue, please. That's right. Uh, On a personal note, I I was sharing this story with somebody uh, earlier this week, you know, shortly after the news broke. It just kind of dawned on me that, like, I I never really had any delusions that, like, you know, if I practice hard, I can be as good as Eddie. You know, I was like, no, I'm I'm not ever going to be as good as Ace Freely. You know, so, uh, but he he was still like an inspiration for me in so many ways. In in just the way he handled himself, the way he approached things, how he was a fucking slob—those things are key elements in my life. But
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, you keep your studio the same way, blah blah blah. I I built
3: my own recording studio, much like him and Prince. So the three of us are kind of kindred spirits. Uh, Yeah, but I uh, no, it it was it was a bit of a you know. Every time somebody you know passes, you you kind of think of these things and, and what they meant to you. This was a big one for me. You know, I'm not sure. I hate ranking people. Like you know, if Gene or Paul were to pass, that would what that would mean oh, to me and stuff. But I love ranking people. Uh, <laughs> actually, I typically I do too. But you know, th- we're talking about death here. Uh, I, like I would yeah. never take part in that Deadpool you like to talk about. I would just I feel like oh, that's sure. a bad karma. Uh, like I have no as of you know uh, January 1st. I I, I log them.
0: <laughs> you know, and, and then just cheer every time somebody that I, I, I get another one right. Oh man! But but anyway, that's a little dark, and, and I don't do the Deadpool. But but I'll keep that for my character, my fake character that I do on the show, Craig.
3: I know a lot of radio station morning shows do them. They do Deadpool's at the beginning of the year, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't that's, think it's, it's that funny. Spin. I guess is all I'm getting at. I, it was a good sure. idea for a movie. Rob, well, the, the worst Dirty Harry movie. Mm. Oh, they're all bad. So yeah, you're right about that. I I don't know that I've sat through a whole Dirty Harry movie. I remember uh, what it was kind of like the thing when you can
0: start watching rated R movies or like undercover on HBO or whatever, mm-hmm. and I watch it and be like, "Boring!
3: Yeah. I'm out." Yeah, blow some shit up, man. See, he with about, I need a flamethrower.
0: i be... sorry to keep talking on you. We have the video now. I shouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> Just, I can I can see when you're not going to stop.
3: Okay. We're both but, uh, we're both anxious to get in there. You know what I mean. We didn't really talk a lot about the music, which is really what what the what Eddie brought to the world uh, a different way approach. And so, a couple things: one, he changed basically because of him, the whole '80s scene as far as guitar players happened. You know what I mean? Uh, yep. And it, him and probably Randy Rhodes were the two kind of catalysts. To 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 change the approach to the guitar, and, and well, both like David Lee Roth and Eddie. Yeah, they well, those yeah, David David basically was the the poster child Template for, too. and he invented it. Both of those guys. Yep. Um right. So th- that it's itself is is just amazing, and never were copied as good. I mean, neither one were, nope. were, were could even be touched as far as w- what they brought to the, the table. But but Eddie, um, he changed. You know, I mean, I think he owns three guitar patents. He 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 patented something and then gave it away, so it could just be used by anybody. He basically like licensed it free or something like that. Uh, huh. uh, an add on piece to the the Floyd Rose, um, and just that that kind of like being willing to to. Generously give that to to the the music community, I guess, is a way to put that. But but some of his solos, like because he he had a as much as he could play, he knew how to fit the song. He didn't seem to overplay uh, right. anything. If you look at a track like "Running with the Devil," that's a pretty mundane solo for Eddie, but it is perfect for that song. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But then, um, man, that solo on "Hot for Teacher." when it fucking kicks into the second half. Oh, I mean I'm getting kind of excited just thinking about it, you know what I mean? Like uh, and just seeing that kind of like Eddie w- looking as cool as ever walking across the the library, the table in the library, fucking nailing that solo in the video, it's just uh Sure. Um but, but what about you? Uh oh, there's one other uh, this is a Roth thing, but on uh Bottoms up, uh there's uh he hits a high note just once the song kicks in. Uh, I'll just drop it in here. I don't even know. It's like almost like a fucking cat screaming or something. It's high. He's not really known for being super rangy. It's like.
0: Can I just say, when I was uh, uh, younger, I didn't know that was a, a term for drinking, so I actually thought
3: it was a, a sexual position. <laughs> you know, it's probably both. Uh, double, your favorite it might be. It might be. I know you're a fan of the single entendre. That might be a double entendre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the single, though. You, you mentioned Van Halen being a summer band. Well, it was about 55, 56 degrees last evening. Yeah, uh, but in I decided I'm gonna fire up Van Halen too. I'm gonna throw some brats on the grill, and I, I'm stood up there in shorts and a t-shirt, and I fucking grilled one last time probably for the year. So nice. Uh, See? Cheers to you, Eddie. How about you? What do you got for some musical highlights?
0: Um, I guess just a, in, one of the reasons I think that we didn't talk about the music that much is if you're listening to this, you know the whole catalog, right? <laughs> you're a fa- big fan and, and and things like that. So, but uh, just just little things in Van Halen in general and what Eddie brought to the table was a lot of the outros and the, the early albums, I, I loved. Like, they were those were entire other songs that the bands could use. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of things kind of like the end of Higher Than Hell, for example, mm. which just flips the script. Oh, well, so you're talking kind of like kind a, a of, of
3: switch-up deal there. Okay.
0: Yeah, switch-up deals like that. Um, um, on the earlier ones, there's some ones that I can't place in my head right now. i Fair warning. Um, and things like that. I just love that kind of stuff. It was like it was like these these tight. Um, I mean, in the earlier albums, was there any real song that went past four minutes? Really, you know what I mean? Like no. they were just like they just would hit hit it and quit it, and just give you enough and have and there was so much there. Um, wouldn't you have the, enjoyed they, if
3: they... if they would have taken that approach on a different kind of truth? Because there is th- that album has a very old school Van Halen vibe. But yeah. then, like, at a certain point, it's almost like there's too much. It's, it just, it, it lost that kind of tight, quick aspect. Oh, I like,
0: I'm not a fan of that album. I just, I never have been. To me, that's their Sonic Boom, where mm-hmm. it was, it just, it just never hit for me. I know people love it. I just, and I wanted to love it. I just never did. And I think that, to your point, maybe some of that too. I don't know. I just it just, in general, um, uh, we didn't talk about two, maybe a little bit, again, I'm not a guitarist, but kind of his rhythm playing, too, where mm. he could play everything, where it wasn't, he didn't need the two guitarists in a way that it was, you know, that the rhythms were were very interesting, too.
3: Right, no, and, and they were musical. You know, I mean, uh, if you listen to, like, a one of the more shredder, kind of, like, a, a Saturano solo album or a Steve Vai, those kind of dudes, it's a very niche, where I think Eddie... He could play what those guys played and he could play like that, but but he seemed to be driven more towards something that is enjoyable for people to listen to. Fla- yeah. a broad base I should say, not yep. you know. Exactly. Like I think my stepmom would listen to the uh, Van Halen. She never listened to Wasp. That's why she liked the- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's like she's like, Can I borrow your collection? It's either Wasp in the car
0: today. <laughs> Or 1984. I'm going 1984. Besides the Headless Children album, yeah,
3: yeah. You, she would listen to those uh, lighter rock stations that would play Van Halen. You talk about, that, that's like, yeah. you didn't hear wham into Van Halen into Fuck Like a Beast.
0: You know? No, he didn't. They, 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 that never was the uh, the, the triple shot. Uh,
3: nice. Anyway, but uh, yeah, man, let's wrap this up. All right. Uh, well, you know, God bless you. Rest in peace, King Eddie. That's right. Um, I would like to mention just a couple other guys. Mac Davis, I know you said you never heard of him, but uh, I always thought he was cool as fuck. Uh, he, we lost him recently. I, I'm not sure what the, what the cause of death was. And uh, Decibel Geek contributor Adam Cox, uh, he, he died uh, this, this past week as well. I don't know many of the details, but I do know if there's a crowdfunder going on uh, for him. So you can go to the Decibel Geek Facebook page to find out more information
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, he contributed to the Facebook page, to the website. And, um, you know, there are so many dedicated podcast listeners out there. um, And he was definitely, um, you know, next level as far as his involvement and everything. For sure.
3: As far as Eddie Van Halen, there weren't too many people that weren't touched by this one, especially in our world. So... And, and much exactly. like uh, when Lemmy died, you know, it, it changed my entire Facebook feed for about two days. That was really all it was, you know, from me right. posting way too much to uh, friends. It was really the only thing I saw basically for a couple of days. Yeah. So and, uh, and that, it's nice I... to get pulled back into music once in a while, you know. Um, right. Also, exactly. did you happen to watch any of the Decibel Geek uh, live uh, tribute to that?
0: Um, I was not able to, okay. but I saw it did go on. Hopefully all those live
3: feeds, um, hopefully they are putting them up. That is out is, now as uh, an episode, so you can check it, is. it out. Uh, okay. Now I watched check it out there. I watched it about the first hour. Um, and it was while I was doing that, I was also texting with you, uh, with, you know, other friends messaging people on Facebook, uh, commenting on people's posts. It was almost like a, a cathartic, almost awake for myself you know that kind of combination so it's kind of cool those guys did that you know I, w- I was able to kind of uh crawl down here into the the Bach cave and uh you know tip back a couple Coors lights and watch a lot of Van Halen music videos for a few hours so um uh, I, I, I don't think Amy wanted to see me like that <laughs> no okay well I, I i tell you that's exactly how eddie would have liked to see you
0: is uh core's core's light in hand and uh and posting and, and posting uh, every two minutes yeah on facebook
3: yeah fuck you loose <laughs>
0: jesus christ anyway uh, yes <laughs> I, I always
3: am, uh, yeah, you come off very genuine, uh, unlike me. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, you, now you, may, you you always have a way to do that and make me feel bad for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I try. All right. Well, let's, uh, this has been, a, 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 I think, an, all that uh, Eddie can take from us. So, I think so, too. Uh, so
0: uh,
2: rest in peace, Eddie. You right. know, there's always a certain amount of friction in a band. If you have four members and they all like the identical thing, you're gonna have no uh, versatility, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, I, I listened to more progressive music when, when I did. Uh, Alex liked straight ahead rock and roll. Uh, Dave was into disco. <laughs> yeah. And, no, for real, you know? And, and, and together, you know, it made a soup.
3: is but do you hear that (laughs) yeah
0: oh that's pretty good that's for you buddy is that that the intro
3: (laughs) maybe it is (laughs) i don't know i just
2: 92 percent of households that start the year with peloton are still active a year later all because of a fancy bike not just bikes we also make a rower have you ever tried to row too hard not with form assist. It actually teaches you how to row. So it doesn't matter if you're a first-time rower or a seasoned pro. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try the Peloton Row risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial.
0: With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band.
1: Next up for lead guitar...